You're listening to AccidentalMuslims.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Nazir Jamal and welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com from the east coast of South Africa in sunny Durban. AccidentalMuslim.com is a platform and a movement that we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. We hope to add value to your life, so listen up and enjoy. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to another episode of AccidentalMuslim.com in Durban for Ramadan with Love campaign. It is my pleasure to introduce to you a new brother, a sheikh, who we have not yet interviewed yet, and inshallah we'll have an interview with him, uh, and he's Sheikh Rafiq Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. wa barakatuh. Sheikh Rafiq, I'm going to have to ask you, as an introduction, tell us about yourself. Who is Rafiq Islam? Well, it is quite uh, usual that when people ask you who are you, you tend not to know where to start but uh, the genesis of who I am starts from uh, Zimbabwe Rafiq Islam hails from Zimbabwe you grow up there in a very staunch Christian family so I'm talking about a mother who is literally a pastor a lady pastor in the house so everybody tend to look at you in the house as the golden boy who comes from a very spiritual family. And I grew up like that and I grew up with my mother. And then my journey carried on as a Christian and uh, I carried on my, my academic normal usual studies and I carried on until I reached metric level. That's when I reverted to the religion of Islam which is where I want to rush to. I reverted in uh, 2009 as a new Muslim due to people I met, due to friends I was interacting with, and then my journey of Islam started from there, and then I was advised by a lot of people to study Islam because they all said you possess such potential as a Muslim scholar so we are giving you this uh, you know uh, advice to go and study so that was the impetus of me coming to SA when I crossed the border in SA that was in the beginning of 2011 so that's uh, more or less two years or one and a half years because that was at the end of the year when I reverted so I had to come to SA just after 2010 World Cup, the first time it was hosted in Africa. So I came here and then I studied Alim course and then Alhamdulillah it took me where I am today. So I hope that at least gives, you know, a, a slice of who I am. Alhamdulillah, so I can't obviously ask you as a young child what your Ramadan experience was, but I'm sure I could ask you in your first two years, let's say, how was your first two Ramadans? Well, Nazir Jamal, my Ramadan story is a road to Damascus. It's something that is passionate to me because it's, uh, it's the month I reverted to Islam. It was the third of Ramadan. I remember I had gone to just watch how Muslims do in their prayer at night. So it kind of ignited that passion like, oh, okay, these people are actually, they have that social fiber in them like how they interact something we do not see and they get to pray at night and we 
we broke the fast which I hadn't started yet together in the masjid in the mosque so from then on my first Ramadan I had to give Shahada in front of the Muslims after Taraweh and the the noise or the loudness the screams of takbir that came out was a warm welcome like welcome to this religion of love and from then on uh, it was just awesome and everybody remember I'm coming from a Christian family and I already got new muftis who tell me that you cannot eat haram you have to eat halal so come to make iftar at our homes so I was like moving from family to family experiencing this love at first hand having iftar in this house tomorrow I have there and then for after that we go to Taraweh and it carried on until I was hosted even on Eid being called by many homes you know as Muhammad وسلم, was called in Medina that come in we're gonna host you at our house so it felt like this love is something new so my first two years of Ramadan were uh, an exhibition of love from the fellow brethren and it's something I'll never forget then comes now as a Muslim for many years and now a scholar, alhamdulillah. What would you say is your favorite part of It is all based on how I understand Ramadan. I have developed a certain philosophy of what Ramadan is. And the key word in Ramadan is all about abstinence. Like I asked the question, what, what do we do in Ramadan? Well, that's not a good question. The correct question is what don't we do in Ramadan because it's all about abstinence. You stop doing this, you stop doing that. So for me, I looked at all my experience as a Muslim and having all these uh, uh, Ramadan phases and I noticed that one thing I could pick is all about love. I'm a person who believes in the great potential of human beings, that they can be good people, and Ramadan is a chance that we can literally develop this love. And I'm sure you can always see our religion is based on that. Look at Surah Al-Fatiha. We said, Meaning, from the beginning of the Quran, we are taught to do things together. That's why Allah said, we do not say, only you, I worship, we say only you, we worship. So for me, it's all about coming together and uh, bringing this moral fiber together, developing the moral fiber together. How? By doing things differently. Whatever we're doing, I mean, during the course of the year, we tend to leave the negative things and develop love by just being our natural uh, people at our natural disposition. So for me, it's all about how we do things together. And that is the philosophy of Taraweh. Why do we have to go and pray as a group at the masjid? It is because so that we develop that kind of love. When after Taraweh, after Taraweh, I mean after Iftar and after Taraweh, we tend to sit together, have a chat and develop this moral fiber together. So for me, it's all about developing the love together. Then comes this book about the Quran. And you know, we're told that the Quran is the, you know, the most powerful thing we need to, 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 to grasp the love of in Ramadan. But uh, what are some of the practical lessons? Is it just about the recitation of the Quran because like the Taraweeh and so on that continues and you must try and finish a khatam in those you know, 30 days or is it more than that? Is it something that we should be actually looking more towards and, and maybe more deeper? Well Nazari Jamal, I'm going to shock you by telling you something that might seem unorthodox or unconventional. 
the Quran is not even for recitation. All the verses that Allah revealed, He did not say we revealed the Quran so that you read it. It's got nothing to do with reading. Because if it was about that, then we could have been given a lot of things to read. We had many other spiritual or heavenly books, divine books. We could keep on reading and we are not readers. When I'm talking about reading, we're not just people who look at lines, written lines, and then it carries on. Allah himself says that we revealed this Quran in one ayah. He says, لِيَتَدَبَّرُوا آيَاتِهِ So that they contemplate and they ponder. Now, if we have to go deep in the language, it would seem uh, incomprehensive. But just to go on the surface of it, it's all about when, when you go forward, back and forth trying to find the answer. Have you seen a person who is lost? They go that way and they go this way. They are trying to look wherever they place something. So Quran is saying you have lost. You are lost. We, we found you as a person who was not in one place. You are a person who was moving. You were in sixes and sevens. And then what did we do? We gave you this Quran and you, you were back on the right path. So for me, the Quran is all about trying to find what you lost. Find your identity. Know yourself. That was the case of Umar. Umar was in sixes and sevens as well. But when he reached, intending to hurt and harm his sister and the brother-in-law, he finds them reading the Quran. And that was Surah Taha. So look what the Quran did. He did not just listen at face value, but he found what he was lost. And that was, Innani anna Allahu la ilaha illa ana. Allah introduced himself in Surah Taha. I am Allah. So we, f we try to look at what we are losing. Each and everybody knows themselves. Allah said, Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira. Every, every human being knows what they are missing in their hearts. So Ramadan is here. You know your weakness during the entire year. So that specific thing that you are missing, if it is happiness, if it is educational success, academic success, if it is marital success, you're going to find it here. So this is a solution to the entire mankind. Because everybody is lost. Everybody is looking for something. So you come and find it here. And Ramadan is the time. So we approach the Quran with the mentality. The second ayah said so they can ponder and go deep. And once you do that then you got your solution. You find what you're looking for and Quran is for everybody. We're looking up at the young, at the educated, at the uneducated, people of all levels, people of all gender, people of all walks of life. Quran is there to give you the solution. All you have to do is approach it with an open mind, read the translation, look at the commentary, and understand what is the substance that is embedded within the verses of or the chapters in the Quran. Um, now, coming to the times for those who are listening to us live and watching us live on Facebook, for preparations of this building, what are some of your few Nasiha tips on the preparation? What I can only share with, the, with my fellow brethren listening to this uh, live stream, I would begin from the heart and tell you that anything you do without enough preparation is bound to fail. You, you, plan, you, 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 you fail to plan, it means you're planning to, 
to fail. So in anything you do, that's why the Prophet has taught us in the sciences of his traditions that in the night before you fast, what do you do? You make an intention, meaning you're already preparing yourself for what's to come. So what I can tell the brothers and sisters listening to this is number one, look within yourself. Because this is a time of existentialism. You've got to approach yourself now. You've got to find some light within you and remove the darkness that is within you. So look within yourself. Look at your weaknesses and your strength. Look at the points you wish to develop. Because we all have got different strengths and weaknesses. So if it's, for example, you are someone who finds it difficult to pray. You are somebody who finds it difficult to communicate with family. You are somebody who finds it difficult to, I mean, difficult to share anything with anybody once you find this weakness try to look at how you are gonna approach by creating a plan a 30-day plan you've got 30 days and the scientists will tell you you develop a new habit or you take out a new habit within 21 to 30 days so this is a, a scientific endorsement that Allah is giving us so you've got 30 days create a plan for me, I will tell you that I have a problem with gratitude. I want to thank all the people who have done the good things in my life. So I have got my plan. My plan is from the first day to the 30th day, I have a shout-out plan. Meaning I send three things. I, I send messages of gratitude to three people who helped me in my life from the beginning till the end. So from the, I can start with my mother and then my father and then maybe a bigger brother. For the first day the second day i remember my high school teacher who gave me an advice of how to study and i managed to reach my pinnacle point in my studies so i send a message you know what my teacher i appreciate what you have done so for me these are three i mean three shout outs each day so three times 30 that that's 90 people i have shown appreciation at the end of ramadan and I'll, and the professor has taught us that one thing is important is gratitude a person who does not thank people cannot be able to thank Allah. How can you thank the one who has done bigger things when you can't thank the one who the people who have done smaller things? So for me, that's one of the tips. You can develop your own. This is my custom made, which is also a unisex, meaning everybody can actually fit in. And so my last question with you, Chef, is could you share with us an inspirational story, uh, experience, whether it's your own or something you've heard of that's going to inspire us inshallah? Well, I'm going to break the rule and mention to you too. One is my mother. My mother is a staunch Christian, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview. But the last Ramadan I went home, since I'm no more with her now, like obviously boys gotta go out at the end of the day. When I was fasting, she saw I was the only one and I had to wake up for seher, early morning. And I'm a person who, is a, who loves their sleep. So what she did, she noticed that there is a weakness in this boy. What can I do to encourage him in his religion? That was after I gave her a book as a gift, which is known as the Ideal Muslim, one of the great uh, literary works written for, which is, you know, for everybody, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, because it says Ideal Muslim, meaning an ideal, a good person. So she started waking up early morning from the beginning of Ramadan till the end, we woke up early, only the two of us, and we were having seher together. Remember, she's a Christian, but she fasted 30 days of Ramadan because I was fasting. That was the support I got from her. But 
the way she did it is something that I still take on till today. And the second story, which I need to mention, is a story of antiquity. That is an ancient story, but very important, very short, very in, you know, inspirational. It's my muse. There's this great scholar, Fudail, famous amongst the, you know, the people who are familiar with the works he has written. He was initially an armed robber. So as he was about to rob one day, he approaches a Muslim who was reading one verse. And this verse is Alam Amanu In translation it says, Has the time not come that the believers should now come back to the original teaching of Islam, to the original teachings of the Quran, which is a question that is very relevant today as it was then. So as he approaches this person to rob them, this person recites this verse and then he answers this verse because it is a rhetorical question. Is the time not come? And he says, Oh, for the qad'ana, qad'ana, the time is up. We need to come back to the teaching. And he, for, he uh, let go. He cut loose his habit of armed robbery and he came back and he became a scholar that we learn till today. So this is a story, and I will ask the same question to the listeners. Has the time not come that you develop the golden mean, as Socrates say in the, you know, the Greek philosopher, the golden mean to strike a balance as a good person? Forget a good Muslim, just be a good person. Has the time not come? You will answer from your heart. Shukran, Sheikh. Beautiful words. Allah bless you. And may you have a wonderful Ramadan. I mean, shukran is a privilege. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullah. Shukran for listening. We hope we added value to your life and that you enjoyed this podcast. We hope our guest has helped you live your life with purpose. Don't forget to forward all suggestions and feedback to info at accidentalmuslims.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You're listening to accidentalmuslims.com.